Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your newest source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Opus, like the, the, the Limited is a lot of fun. There's just a lot of, again, like the self-sustaining packages. Opus 5 was garbage for Limited. Trash man. The trash man cometh. <laughs> and uh, speaking of cometh, boys, we are back. The RVA Returners are back for another episode. I am your host, Chris Adams. With me, as always, is Adam Lane. With us once again, I, I don't know what we owe the pleasure, but we have Andrew Lane back with us. Man, welcome. Welcome back. We've missed you. We've, been, we've missed your smell, your musk. All right. right. And then we've got two special guests here. We've got uh, Matt Jordan, the, uh, the, the often un- low-key member of the Returners, and uh, we've got uh, Chucky yeah, Russ, a.k.a. Cookie Kong, a.k.a. Curtis King. Two weeks in a row. Now, that's... What can I say? Important guy. <laughs> the, the only thing that would make me happier is if, like, somehow Jason like crashed through the window instead <laughs> of the cabs were here. Yes, yes. T-shirt time. T-shirt time. So yeah. Um. So this episode, we're going to talk about a few things, but you know, we can't get started. We just can't dive right in without the news. Yeah, so the news, um, Opus uh, 6 has been released this weekend, so you know, let's uh, kind of dive right in. It is, um, now granted, while Opus 6 has been released this weekend, the other part of the news is uh, this is the first weekend, at least in, uh, in the majority of places. I know some of like happened in Florida, I think one or two has like happened in, like, in the Midwest somewhere, and I yeah. think on the West Coast. So some have happened, but the majority are, start, like, are happening this weekend, and those, even though Opus 6 is out, those qualifiers are... Opus five. They're not Opus six legal yet. So, uh, what do you guys think of that? We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kind of dive into the news real quick. Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, it's probably good because like you were at what was that teacup Kansas City? No, no, I was in Ohio. Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. yeah, that's what it was. And I mean, that was a, I was there with you that day. That was a struggle, right? It's like, could you imagine if you you thought this was the best deck and you needed three Estinians? Yeah, and you, yeah, pull, you open three boxes and you don't have them. Like, and I did hear there were some shipping issues, uh, you know, across the country. Few, actually, yeah, one LCQ got delayed. In, yeah, in yeah that's right. Cody was talking yeah. about that on the show, bro. Shout out to those guys as always. Um, so yeah, um, I think I agree with you. I, I think, think that's the big reason. Good, it's, yeah. it's the safe bet to make sure you still have it. I think it's a couple things. I think it's that too. If it was me, like I'd be happy if we had one here this yeah. weekend because I would just take monsters to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why not? Like, whenever it's a new format, you always have like this itching feeling of like, do I play Opus Six or I play yeah. Opus Five? And then when you want to try something new, then obviously sometimes you get shit on. So yeah, I think for players that got like really close to qualifying mm-hmm. and still aren't qualified yet, would rather have their first qualifier be Opus Five just yeah. because they're already familiar with the. They're more comfortable. On because now, like next weekend, we're going in and like it's, it, it's, it's going to be hard to figure out what to expect. That is very true. That is very true. But the thing is, when that happens, though, like Curtis was alluding to, most people will either tend to play a mono deck or a deck that's pretty much already established, add one or two new cards, and they'll just let that ride. I mean, yeah. that's pretty much what I did in Ohio. I yeah, right. Played fire, all reliable, all reliable, and I had six new cards in it, yeah. and they were six really good cards, but. <laughs> But so that's kind of happening this week, and good luck to everybody playing. Sure. Um, you know, hope the hopefully the best may the best players win, and uh, you know we'll see. Unless them. you're on monsters, unless you're on monsters, you can go right to hell, <laughs> <laughs> or or you can be the second best player and win somehow, or the even fifth best. Yeah, but uh, but good luck. You know, we'll definitely see you guys in that. So good luck there. But also, you know, the big news this weekend is Opus Six is here. We've got card like legit boxes in hands, cards in hands. We're cracking packs. We're living the dream. Cracking cold ones and cracking packs. We love it. Um, now, I know this time, me personally, I, I, I was going to go in on a case, but then I was like, you know, really, at the end of the day, there's not a lot of cards in this set I want to play. So, I was like, you know, I think instead of spending the you know few hundred bo- bucks on boxes, I'll just buy the singles I want, and then in our weeklies, I'll just get packs from, you know, my winnings or whatever. Um, but uh, Adam, Curtis, and Matt, I believe you guys bought boxes. Um, how, are the, how are they? How was the... Um, I guess what I'm getting at is here, I know Opus 5 had really weird distribution. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think double legendary packs are still a thing. I think they're they're still not 
back. Yeah, they're still not back. Mm-hmm. It's not from what I've seen. Yeah, I never opened nope. one either. Oh, wow. So was this more clo- like closer to how Opus 5 was, where the box is like quasi-map? Like, could you go down to the bottom pack uh, on the right? That didn't happen for my box. I didn't notice it either. Yeah. Um, I'd say the one thing I noticed is that, and I think this might have to do because the set's smaller. Sure. You pull a lot of the same legendaries. Yeah. I don't know if that happened to you or you. Yep. But, like, I have play sets of a few and zero of some others. Yeah, you are saying, I think... Both of y'all got, like, All zero guys. ciphers in your boxes? Well, this time, instead of just taking, like, boxes out from, like, the left side or the right side, I actually that alternated this time. Mm-hmm. And doing that, I got almost everything. So, like, I think with each case, like, you'll get almost every single legendary in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, the way that you distribute the boxes, I think, will be a little bit different. Because, like, I went, like, alternate one, 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 one. So, I got, like, th- I got three ciphers. got two Kujas. I got two Renoas. Um... Three Minwoos, three Zidanes, and one Astinian, I think. So I think there's like, in each case, I think there's only three Astinians and like three Zidanes most of the time. I can see that. Wow. That unless, unless you're counting, fo- unless you don't count foils. Yeah, unless you don't count foils. Yeah. Even with foils, like one box, I only had two foil legendaries. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's about far. I think you're, you're going to get like seven non foil and then two to three foil, from what I noticed. And I'm also seeing, and this is just from unboxings and from what you guys have said, man. Like, and poor Johnny, poor top eight Johnny. How many fucking materials did he get? Oh, I think he said he opened six in one box. Really? Yeah, that, that's just oh, a shit. That's a shit. And I think he also has five Nidhogs. The ones that I keep on getting is uh, Leon. I have a lot of Leon. Leons. I hate that yeah. card. It's so dumb. Especially after that, we saw the ruling where it's yeah. like he's just, just, just both going to break. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So that's all right, though. But otherwise, you've been pretty happy with the distribution. I mean, that's fine. The, I got the three Skinnians in the, bo- the first box that I opened, yeah, which is the yeah, one yeah. that I kind of wanted the most. But mm-hmm. like... Not not having any ciphers and not pulling any Renoas or Kujas was kind of a letdown a little bit, but yeah. it's fine. Like I'll get them. Yeah, absolutely. Between the winnings and more, there'll be more packs. And Matt, how was your uh, box opening experience? So mine was like others said, there were certain cards I didn't see. I have zero Leos, zero Zidane, zero Numenphilia. But wow. then I have like two to three of pretty much everything else. Interesting. So it's just so that just seems like the status quo. Yeah. Well, actually, for my case, I didn't see any Leos for me. Actually, zero it's Leos on your well, case. Like, well, all the boxes I got, I got like one Leo. But because of pre-release, I already had them, so I didn't yeah. really care. Yeah. But like, I don't think Stephen got any. Either. Interesting. That's if he did, he didn't tell me. So we're trying. I guess with that being said, we're gonna have to figure out here what what legendary is like the wall in this I one for us. Three, I don't think anything's wall right now, but I think there's three right mm-hmm. now. I think and that's. Uh, well, I don't mean I don't mean as far as playability goes, but like the one that like for no, some reason that's I, hard I, to find. Well, oh, I, I opened two in I, pre-release. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. I think that depends on who you talk to, right? Yeah. Because um, even with wall, right? Like he pulled three. He pulled three. I got one in like, my box. Like everyone yeah. in Fredericksburg is saying that Zidane is the wall. Like he's already I dead. pulled four. But I pulled four. Yeah. I pulled so, four. Like, so I think it just depends on who you talk to. But as far as like price goes, I'd say the ones you want right now for price are standing in. Well, standing in a row are seem about the same price yeah. right now. A lot of people want those, and then followed by Zidane. Yeah, foil Astinian is probably the highest value. Yeah, when I pulled when I pulled that, I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. I'm fine. Because yeah, that's what, like a 40, 40 some dollar roughly. Probably right now. Yeah. I think yeah. Foil Renault is also around that same. Yeah, yeah. she's like she's a thirty. I think on TCG player, she's going right well, around thirty. Valorant has them for thirty right now. Yeah. This isn't a lightning bias at all, but Foil Astinian looks better. Foil Astinian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Foil Foil is a yeah. Uh, yeah. That that card was as advertised. Foil and card looks really dope. Mm-hmm. All the, I think all the Dissidia foils look really good, honestly. Anything with like a full art background looks amazing. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. Well, cool. So, uh, you know, with that, that's that's all the news we got this week. And like I said, good luck to everybody at the qualifiers. But we're going to dive into our first topic. And our first topic here is, you know, other than, like this is the last weekend, like the last weekend of anybody playing Opus 5. So now let's, you know, we're going to give it that like that proper send off. We're going to kind of do a little retrospective and as far as, you know. Oh man! Oh, if if you got it, man, you better throw it on in there. I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's that's a, that's a shame. That's a shame. That's you know that podcast is over. Good night, everybody. See, that's what y'all are playing in my head. I'm thinking, hit the road. Oh man, don't you call me? Dude, I'm glad you said that because uh, Opus Five is pretty polarizing for some people. Like uh, Jason was a perfect example where he um he he hated Opus Five. Oh, yeah, wrong, wrong. I think it's fine. He did. Yeah, like, Jason. Straight up, did not like Opus Five. It was all big fat dudes. Yeah, you could just look at his face, and his face was just emotionally drained. Mm-hmm. He just looked sad all the time. Yeah, it was because he likes playing like weenie type decks. And I hate it. And, so annoying. And yeah. Opus Five kind of dumpstered that for the most part. No, absolutely. 
And uh, but like, and, but you know, we look around the table. A lot of us had really, really strong tournament results around Opus Five. Like I know for myself, I had a top four performance at the uh, Kansas. Uh, sorry, the uh, we have, I, you got me doing it now too. The Ohio yeah. Petite Cup, uh, top sixteen Crystal Cup Boston, uh, won a few locals, um, top eight at a couple like you know not weekly tournaments, but like top top eight at a couple. Uh, I won a couple locals, top eight at a couple locals. So I mean, you know cons- the consistency was there. Yeah. Um, and that same goes for you guys. I know, Matt, you fucking... I felt like you shit on us like every, every week at the locals. I think I only lost one, and it was to... Adam's was there a... Fire Earth deck oh, starting. Yeah, trial deck. <laughs> it was the trial deck, yeah. Was there ever a week, Matt, where you didn't top? I don't think no. there was. I don't think so, yeah. Was there ever a week where you had more than one loss? No. Yeah, yeah Matt just dumps it. He just he comes yeah, on a Tuesday. That means, he was, he was oh. right outside of the top 16. At, uh, yeah, he sure was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he so finished 4 That's why you played 49 purple cards. That's right, and one dark card, and one. And then, uh, and then Adam, how did you? Uh, I know you had a, you had a pretty good uh, run in Opus Five as well. Yeah, I mean, I had so Crystal Cup Boston, I got like twenty fourth or something. Mm-hmm. Just made miss missed the cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, won the Kafka Cup, which was yeah. pretty cool. I think that was Opus Four, like right that, at the end. Oh, you're right. Yeah, it was right at the end. That was Opus, Opus four. four, but still um, was close enough. Got second at Zorn and Thorn. Yep. Um, Top 16 at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like locals and stuff. I've been, you know. Yeah, top eight top local eight tournaments. Usually. Yeah, weeklies, absolutely. So, so again, like, you've had the same kind of success. Drew, I know, you know, out of, out of the woodworks, man, you would just show up and just win a tournament. Yeah, I mean, I feel kind of bad, I guess, about the, the big one that I won. Uh, because I ousted Curtis and Adam's deck before it was like kind of wanted to be ousted. It was already a known thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Like even then, like not a lot of people were ready for it anyway. Yeah, they so. weren't, and it was like, and I mean, I'll talk about that for a sec because it was actually kind of a funny situation. Um, I let you borrow it because you wanted to play Mono Lightning, and then and that you was horribly, horribly you wrong. Did the old Adam's <laughs> Audible like the day of the tournament? Yeah, no, no, no. It, it, worse than that. Me, was, me and Matt what? were playing before, and I was like, I need to practice this deck. I know it's good, but I don't know the lines, mm-hmm. and I misplayed probably like ten times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just can't do it. I'm not gonna play this. So, well, first, okay, first thing that day, me and Chris are both on Mono Earth. And that tournament, which was awful, because <laughs> we played that like that deck, that matchup is is terrible. I'm sorry, it's I, didn't, I didn't know how good it was. For uh, me. Like it's all played it. Anytime I, when I was playing monsters, if I saw yeah. you drop like double Earth backup turn it's one, saw, as soon as I see like a Doga or like a four drop Earth, I, I'm like, all right, I already win. Yeah, it's like I'm, salivating. It's like yeah. they're like about to put a piece of meat in front of you mm-hmm. because you know they're just dead. Like <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, so like yeah, like, you won, and then so. You know, we always post our lists and stuff, and I wouldn't like deprive you of like posting a list that you won. So like that, you know, even though we wanted to keep it secret or whatever, mm-hmm. or mostly me at the time. And then the break zone makes a video on it, and I thought that was kind of funny. And I'm not, you know, that means it's I my day. <laughs> <laughs> I even told you guys. I even told them in Kansas City because they they apologized to me, and I was like, hey man, it's cool. Like it was on FFX. I'm glad you made a video. It was cool that you know we got to see our name on content. Mm-hmm. And like you know, you can only do so much, but hide. You can't hide but so much. It's and it wasn't like and it wasn't can't. like I made the archetype, right? Like yeah. it like Sam's played it, and it was like people in J- like Japan and EU had played the deck. Oh, it wasn't yeah. like and we just tweaked it. Yeah. Um. So and yeah, people still weren't ready for it to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like again, again, the, the the theme is still the same. And Curtis, you also did very well in Opus Five too. Yeah, so. Opus Five was a good time for me, I guess. Um, I don't know the Evilist thing. Top eight of that. Mm-hmm. The surprise um, entry, yeah. Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curtis, it's, it's the random <laughs> drive down to Florida just to play. Is that a Rock Lee Matt? Yeah. <laughs> is that Curtis? <laughs> that, that's Curtis. But, yeah. Uh, a bunch of locals, and you know, been pretty consistent doing that, and. Uh, Top 16 at the Crystal Cup we went to, yeah. uh, which was what, Kansas? Yep. yep. Um, You're forgetting the most important one. Oh, yeah, the, the cookie. That, the, the, the cookie yeah. cake turn. Yep. Thank yeah. you. That one. And then cookie. Uh, what the fuck is that? Pennsylvania. Well, the Pennsylvania it's tournament, the, win, the, the cash tournament they had, oh, the yeah, winner yeah, also yeah. got a cookie cake. That uh, How pristine was that? I'll tell you right it now. It was very pristine. It was a uh, very <laughs> It was good. a graduation cake. Yeah. They just, they <laughs> they just off. scooped off. They just wiped off the graduation. It was so <laughs> rad. It was like, congrats. And then it was like a red swivel. It was great, though. It was just funny. Like, yeah. the, Dude, yeah. I, I, I made like the whole, like the General MacArthur guarantee, man. We're, we are, we're not leaving without that cookie cake. Yeah. And we did. Thank you. Yeah, we all. I think we all. T- yeah, we all top eight. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all, yeah, yeah, all played really well. Yeah, I was yeah. undefeated coming out of Swiss, and then uh, I had to play Colin. Yeah. 
Yeah. Colin's a great was, player, man. I, had, yeah. I was, my deck was drawn insane the whole day until yeah. that match, though. So That's a revenge for you. Yeah. It happens. But yeah, Opus 5 was really good. Now, as far as, you know, like, we had good results because I think the cards, like, the cards in this set were written, were really, really good. Like, you, you had, like, real big power cards like Orphan. Orphan changed the game for Mono Ice. Yeah. Uh, so I think did, the big one was Kamenot. Well, well, I, well Kamenot, was, I think, was the most, well, the, I think Kamenot was the most impactful card in the set. But as far as, like, each archetype, Ice got Thaumaturge yeah. and Edward. Orphan. Edward, even and Edward, like I, I just got really like powerful cards. Um, Earth, Earth just oh, got God. like all the goodies on the planet. Like they got Wall, they, they got Mobius, they got a five drop Yang. Uh, what else did they get? Minor, um, Minor, Don't like they, the, the bird, Ingus, Star uh, Sybil, yeah, Star Sybil. <laughs> like they got, and that's why three colored monsters is so good. <laughs> yeah, because everyone plays those cards and yes. you win. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, Fire, well, we'll just go ahead and skip right on over that. Cause, but Fire did get uh, Birdman the Season. Tell um, and Tell I, th- I think, you know, Fire got good cards, but no. not to make Mono Fire just playable. Just not 50 of them. Exactly. They don't, have, they don't have 50 like, playable cards. Godot is a good card. Oh, yeah. I think Godot is fucking pure, unlimited gasoline. I think that's actually the most underrated card. That guy's insane. In um, Water, they, they saw Bismarck, uh, Cloud of Darkness... Um, I saw a couple backups. I believe I can't. Th- I'm trying to think of because I didn't play. I really didn't play any water during Opus Five. They got Rassler. New, new Porum. Yeah, new Porum was really good. Uh, uh, Schrodinger is really really good. Um, and then you're going to Wind. Well, it's about the same as Five. You stole Adele. You stole Adele. You stole Adele. Yes. And then obviously Lightning got Alua. Lightning got um, Zemus. Like. So there were a lot, like everything. Like there were some cards that took these existing archetypes and just just put them over the top. And then like the big one, like you, you harped on in the beginning, Camelot. Camelot was probably the most impactful card in this set because so. he 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 kind of introduced color fixing into the game, yeah. right? Like I mean, if you were running multiple colors, you almost just played it. Yeah, because he could get the backup that lets you do that, or he if you really in a pinch, even though you really never did it, he literally should have just said. Search for chaos and put him in your hand. You could grab that's pretty much if you, you wanted to. Like you had options, and in fact, you could just play him for free with Star Sybil. He's searchable with Star Sybil. Like eleven is what got a ton of love in that set. So it changed a lot of archetypes, right? And it allowed for some really unique deck construction, um, and that gave rise to decks like uh, three color monsters. Because I really in Opus Four, it was there. It, it, was, it was. It was the there end. at the end. Uh, that like mono water monsters was kind of there, but like Schrodinger put that over the top. Poor put that over the top. But then like this Urian J Mill deck comes out of nowhere. And this thing's really good. This thing's really really good. It was a Japanese deck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, first, uh, I won an event. That's another card that was like it's. Orion J was insane to me. Actually, that's my favorite card from the set. Yeah, by yeah. far. I mean, and Layok. So those two cards are both from the set, and that those two yeah, pieces together. There's, there's, there's your win card right there. Like, oh yeah, Layok. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I don't play green cards, and I I am now, but you know, back then I didn't. But uh, yeah, just those two in the same set. That just tilts me. Well, well, Layak, yeah. As it should, man. Is it Layak or Layak? Layak. Layak. Okay, I keep going to R in there. Like, like, like a dumb dumb. You blow that thing up, then you <laughs> yeah. swing. But that's, that's what I'm saying. Like fire, so I mean, yeah, I don't know who really wins in that situation. The wind yeah. player, probably. <laughs> exactly. But you, but you see, like, like Opus 5 really just... Because Opus 4, I thought, was very... Um, like, I don't know. Like, pretty much it was like Final Fantasy 6 or Bust, right? That's kind of how it felt for a while. Yeah. yeah, but even just with Opus 4, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think there was too many, like, mono ice decks during that time. It was mostly, like, mixed. Near the end. Stuff. Like, near the end. Near is the what end, you saw. Yeah. But, like, during the main format, like, it ice was, was still, like, it was, a splash. Yeah. It, was, it was fire ice. Like, yeah. You saw a lot of that. Or ice, ice, ice Earth. Ice Earth. Yeah, ice, yeah, ice Earth and things yeah. like that. Because I think with, like, Opus 5, like, what it really did for the colors that became, like, pure mono decks, like, mono ice, mono lightning, and things like that, mm-hmm. like, the new cards in that set gave it, like, new lines of play. So, like, Ice before was just, like, you know, dull and freeze. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. And then you get cards like uh, Mateus, which lets you just kill something for free. And then you get cards that, like, let you discard. So it makes the discard package more viable. So mm-hmm. you're able to play, like, multiple ways with that deck. Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, Water. They get, what, before it was just Bounce and then Draw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now they have Power Reduction with Bismarck. So mm-hmm. you're able to play it more flexible. And, of course, Water is always good. So that still had, like, multiple lines of play to it. And then you get Fire, which got nothing, basically, which was just, like, you do more damage... Which guy's more big, 
but that's already what this the color already has. So it didn't introduce anything new. So I think that's why like it never like fully came on by itself because mm-hmm. there's really nothing new to do with it. There's no like new ways to play the deck. Same thing with wind. Like everything was just like reactivate all your stuff, but you still have no you know removal. You still have no monsters that can actually stay there and block. Mm-hmm. It's just like everything else though got it like earth. You know, big beefy dudes sure, but also now you can ignore experts and you have all these different options, all these different cards like with those. Cards in Opus 5, those cards became better. So hopefully with Opus 6, I think Wynn got some better cards, so hopefully they make the shift too. Mm-hmm. But right, I think that's just why Opus 5 is better for those colors right now. Yeah, so. I'm just having a fire off that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is, it, it's unfortunate because they got they got some good individual cards, but again, I even think uh, you know the Opus 5 light and dark cards were... I mean, well, obviously Camelot, and I thought light Vaughn was really solid. I actually think they're not bad. Yeah, like, I, I rode Vaughn to victory in two... Big tournament. And Elvenor's so, just playable. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of funny because that was one of the things I, I know when the set first came out. Like everybody was like, "Oh man, this guy's a this guy's a time walk. This guy's gonna let me take an extra turn." Like it was a gimmick, right? And it, it never really, it never I, really went anywhere. Yeah, I remember. I think I told you that when it first came out. I was like, "This this dude's not gonna be that good." He calls six. You have to run mm-hmm. more than one. He's a dark card. Yep. Like, yeah, anyway. he can't die. I tried it. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I did too. Like that's what the that's the deck I played in the Evilist tournament. It's pretty much like. Earth win, but it was about time walk, yeah. and it was pretty consistent. Like it worked well. It's just that it's too risky to play in like an actual tournament because like you don't obviously know what they have. But like if you can make the call and you do it, you feel like the best player in the world. Yeah. But, and then when it doesn't, well, go, but if it doesn't go your way, yeah, yeah. It like you time walk and you get double cockatrice. Yeah, something like that. It's just like that makes right. you cry. <laughs> and I also felt like an Opus Five. Um, I feel bad for Lightning because I feel like Matt found himself a new bay in that set, and her name I believe her name was Alua. That card is dumb, by the way. But it 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 was weird for lightning players because at first people want to play lightning aggressively, like you had the lightning package. But in Opus Five, that package just didn't work because one, you were still so undersized, and then like you had to actually be able to deal with other forts. Like you had to actually use removal. So you started to see a shift toward like a slower mid range. Because that's where Zemus and the new Ramza really oh, shine. Like, you wanted to build your back Not for sure. And then eventually, like, you had to get bigger, which is why you probably never dropped Hildebrand because you needed, like, a 9K blocker. Absolutely. But even then, they got some stuff, but it wasn't to the same extent that Water and Ice got. So yeah, that was like Lightning, they just kind of lose steam. Yep. I think Ice pushed Lightning in that direction because, like, Ice being good and Thaumaturge being really good, mm-hmm. you don't want to play fast with them. No. They're going to kill you. So <laughs> that's why, like, Zemus, like, now everybody's on, like, three Zemus because... Yep. You just slam that guy, and you're like, "It's cool. I'm getting those cards back." Like, yeah, and also too, you just like you're, you're set up for that turn, and you just windmill slam Robs on the table. You probably just win. You just straight up win. Yeah, as long yeah. as he's swinging that thing. Oh, and, yeah. and you know he is. You're not yeah. playing him if mm-hmm. he's not. And um, and also too, um, you, you, when you had, when uh, Thaumaturge came out, that uh, it's more so like near the end of Opus, like middle to the end of Opus Five, people were like calling for like the Genesis ban mm-hmm. because like Genesis Thaumaturge, you know that, and like you know then Argath started coming back. So now you've got a multi-unit yeah. well, discard. Let me, I'll, let me explain it because I feel like people misunderstand that. Okay, so if you. If you ban Thaumaturge, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is like argument that people are saying. That's not going to mean people are just going to run three Argath and it's the same thing. Because right. it's not. It's not. It's not um, multi-card. It's not multi-card. Right, that's why Thaumaturge is it the It can't the party problem. attack with itself and become 10K, a 10k party attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the reason Argath made a comeback is because Thaumaturge is played. Yes. And, you wanna, and, and they're trying to push that thing of like, I'm going to play three two-drops turn one and you're just not going to get to play the rest of the game. Yep. And if and if you play a forward and then my next draw happens to be a Genesis, yeah. um, you're dead. Yeah, so, Thaumaturge enabled Genesis to be like a turn three finisher. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to say like Thaum- Thaumaturge is not as broken as Genesis. Genesis oh, not even like close, was, but Thaumaturge was the enabler. Yeah. Like if Gen- well, but if Genesis didn't exist, like you would play a forward on that board and be fine. Oh sure. But because Genesis exists now, you're like that forward is not as good of an option as like say two backups. Yep. And even then, you should probably still play two backups. Mm-hmm. But like at least if you had to play a forward, you don't feel bad because if you drop that forward in the next turn in Genesis, you're dead. Absolutely. Just, you just basically lose. Absolutely. So. And that's just, and that just shows the power of some of these cards. Just a, a card that seemed very unassuming. Uh, uh, Two yeah, mana, one k. Like, I think like in the beginning of the format, people were saying Dermaturge wasn't that good. I, 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 I that was a mistake <laughs> I made. No, oh, yeah, I, I think we're all just like, yeah, this guy's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I think took, we even said it like in our like our list, like, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I took uh, I took Mono Ice to Boston. Like that was the deck I played and had zero thousand search in it, and I was dumb. Like I shouldn't have done that. That was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, like at the time, I wasn't even running any two drops. It was like more just straight tempo discard. Right. 
So it had Sarah's and shit in it. Mm-hmm. And it had like the top end with like uh, Orphan. And I wasn't even running sit I think I had one sit all stain in that build. Yep. Um, and now, if you're not running like multiple sit all stains on three Talbot characters, you're just you're playing, playing it wrong. wrong. Yeah, you might as well just splash so it or play like, it. I'll be the, like when I'm wrong, I'll be the first person to admit I was super wrong about that card. That card's gross. Yeah. So with that, uh, what was everybody's favorite deck they played during Opus Five? I'll start with. Uh, I, there's no. Well, I don't, they're probably the same. All yeah. three of well, them. I, I don't. I don't even need to mention what mine is. Fire Ice. I loved it. Saw a lot of success Matt, with it. I, I, I think we know everyone with it. No, we don't know Matt. Well, what's, Matt, what was your favorite deck to play during Opus Five? My favorite deck to play is actually Water Earth Warrior of Lights. That was a fun deck. That was a lot of fun. What do you mean it wasn't the 48 EX burst deck that you and I played Actually, that, that, that is the most fun deck to play. Yeah. But yeah, that was cute. I mean, in, in tournament, like if I'm playing seriously, like it was definitely monsters. Yeah, I played like, I felt like I, I felt like I spent the entire meta like retool in that deck. Yeah. And it kind of ended in Kansas City, which yeah. was like that was like the culmination, I guess, of like sure. that deck. Um, and it was pretty cool. Like I had a ton of fun playing it, you know, bouncing ideas off Curtis, um, mm-hmm. Sam. Having team decks is a lot of fun. Yeah, so, really yeah. Fun. I mean, and trying to figure out like, what the best build of the deck is, absolutely, you know, um, absolutely, which was a lot of fun. But outside of that, like at a local or something, the Cryo deck was probably my favorite deck mm-hmm. to play. It was just a bunch of shitty two drops with Cryo and Warmack yeah. and Scarmaglion. Yeah. The deck was good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Anytime you can play a back attack Scarmaglion, well, it's a it great was the game. other one that was bad. Yeah, but you had you, but you had the back attack right the there. <laughs> it's all that matters. He's in the fifty. Uh, yeah, I'd say the same. Uh, in a competitive setting, Monsters was definitely what carried me through the meta. Mm-hmm. Um, but for fun, the deck I'm always playing and will ever, forever play is Twins. Uh, you were you did you had a lot of success with that deck too. Yeah, right I, when, that deck was legit in Opus Five. Uh, right when Opus Five rolled out, you guys were in Ohio. We had the win a box at Battlegrounds, and I got second there. Lost to Hunter. He was on Mono Ice, but I was running Elden Arch Twins, mm-hmm. and like. That's yeah, I think the best setup for the time walk is just guaranteed damage. Yeah, because yeah, I know uh, Sam was playing the, the twin deck at Florida too, and a lot yeah. of them were playing down there. It was pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. The, the deck was fun. I did, yeah. like it was a lot. It, of it was funny. It was funny how I built it, and then like he played it, and then right after that, I saw. I, I'm not saying they like played it because we were playing it. I think they had like also were building it. It was just funny to see. I had a, like, gla- I had a glaring misstep in mind that Sam and then did not oh, Phoenix. Well, they ran three Phoenixes. Well, I ran zero. I think they also had Fasolia. Did you have Fasolia in yours? He had, the yes. build I had yes. initially was like Ephemeral Summoner, Fasolia, sure. Twins. I didn't have and then he had Elder. Had, they had Geese. I didn't have Geese. Yeah, just oh, Geese. That was a good one too. Yeah, Geese clean. Yeah, very clean. I think about that. Alright, how about you, Curtis? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Monsters is probably my favorite deck. Um, I mean, deck is hard to play. And honestly, every other deck in the format kind of made me feel bored a little bit. Sure. Um, I, I played like almost every single deck at locals, so like you know, Mono Water or anything that topped any Crystal Cup. Like I picked it up and played it to see how you know how it went. Didn't really enjoy any of them too much, but like with Monsters, like sure, I'm not really playing the same game as them, but you know, it's fun for me because I have to find out like what I have to do and like you know what works and make sure I don't screw myself over it's kind of like one player games are fun too yeah it's, it's like playing Sudoku you're very relaxing you know, <laughs> <laughs> just, afternoon. just sitting there in your hammock yeah sitting so in my hand on my here. newspaper circling while my opponent's screaming in their head you know grasping their hair you know. mm-hmm. huh. Huh. dinner's ready <laughs> time to go inside mm. delightful but yeah, so um, Opus 5 was a lot of fun for some. I know some people hated it. Again, we you know, bring it back at the top. We said Jason didn't really care for it. Um, you know, but I also think one of the big things, just you know, kind of taking the cards out of the equation, Opus 5, like that metal was really big for our local scene. It really, oh, yeah. it, it was boomtown. Yep. Yeah. It was friggin' yeah, boomtown. Our scene blew up. I mean, between like the end of Opus 4 to Opus 5, it went from like six man tournaments yeah. to like 16 20, to 20 yeah. man weeklies. Yeah, everyone here right now is probably the only people playing before Opus 5. Yeah, right? that's but true. I was only playing like a month yeah. before Opus uh, 5. But still, but you went to an Opus 4 tournament. That's I what did. matters. A couple of them actually. You went, to, you went to the Kafka Cup and to Charlotte. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it was. It was really good for us as a scene because, like, I think the card just overall the set was very easy to pick up and play. Mm-hmm. Like, there were kind of just built-in archetypes. Like, cool, you, you know, it's like you tell a new player. Get yourself three walls, three Inguses, a couple Yangs. Here's the rest of the Earth cards. Now you can learn to play this game and also play at a very competitive level. Yeah. So, like, I felt like a lot of the new cards really made it were very beginner friendly. If that makes if that makes sense, yeah, what yeah, I'm it saying. Was, it was because it was a lot of like you play it and then it, it was already done and you yes. just kept swinging with it and that Correct. was how it worked. 
Correct. Um, this was like the intro of like the new sealed format, though, right? Oh, that... And also sealed in Opus Five was like pretty bad, to be honest. Yes. Just because sealed in draft. Pretty bad is putting it nicely. Well, okay, not even just to say. Even if you don't like the simplified sealed, just the way you drafted and had to, the cards you needed to win in sealed were just like super derpy and like not fun. Yeah, you, you drafted a Birdman or you pulled a Birdman in your sealed yeah. pool, you yeah. probably going at, at, at the Nars. worst 3 1. At yeah, the Elder very Nars worst. Was the Elder Nars was the dumb. Even just Van, they play it and you kind of stare at it as like, well, yes. I can't kill this, yeah. so I guess they're going to draw like five. If you, if you got a Rex and a Vaughn in your uh, pool, you were just, you were living the dream. It was well, pretty good. I yeah. remember mine, like, I won pretty much because I was like, oh, turn one Arya, turn two Wall. Have fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or, or you're like Nathan Horne, you start dealing damage off your opponent's deck. <laughs> That's how good the format is. It was so mind-numbingly bad, you got people doing stupid shit like that. It was worse to draft. Oh, it was awful to draft, because you literally would just grab a doofy... Oh, you open the pack, it's like, oh, look at this big doofy five drop. Well, my guy's like, bigger than yours. Yes, I'll pass that along. Like, there's a, re- there's a reason I got a second foil Yastola in Boston during a sealed event, because... Yastola wasn't a big, doofy 5-drop with a 9 or 10k asshole. So you just, cool, I'll take this guy for the win. You can have that foil for the financial win. Don't give a shit. Yeah, I'll take the financial win. Oh, I did too. That's why I was like, nope. Yeah. But, like, so yeah, Opus 5 had a lot of highs. I think I think the highs were higher than any of the lows, I agree. in my opinion. So now that, that brings us. Unless anybody has any more thoughts about Opus 5 or... Sounds like some of us are ready to see it go. Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Opus 5. Like, yeah, let, it, let it die. Yeah, I agree. Even though I enjoyed the, the deck, yeah, let it die. Yeah. We want that new shit. We want that new shit, boys. And girls. There's no girls in here, but, I mean, well, in the Dippers are out here. So, the Dippers a boy anyway. Yeah, hey, we can do this. But, um, so, yeah, Opus 6. So, you know, we've had cards in hand for, you know, obviously, it's been up on Octagon for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, it's come out this week and people were having stuff on Thursday. But prior to that, the set had been revealed and people have been proxying. So things are happening. Decks are being built. Archetypes are being established. And I bring up Octagon again because what I've noticed here, like, more people are on it, right? Octagon has got a really, like, more players that want to play competitive are on it. So what you're seeing is you're kind of seeing a shift there where it's kind of becoming like Moto in a sense where people are jamming deck archetypes online and they're just... Like they're winning, or they're like, "Wow, they're really onto something there." And that that that's a lot of times what happens in Magic. They'll have a deck a deck archetype shows up on Moto and just start slamming uh, you know, five owing leagues and stuff like that. And it's like, "Hey, this might be the next big thing in Standard." Next thing you know, you're going to a GP or a, a, a Pro Tour event or something. That deck makes that, that deck's five out of the top eight. So it's like, okay, so you know somebody was you know, people are usually get on this stuff on the ground floor, and I think Opus Six. For a set that didn't have a lot of cards I was excited about, it brings a lot to the table. So we're going to talk early impressions. Um, I'm going to start with you, Matt. From what you've seen so far, what do you think What do you think of the set so far as far as like when you're, when you're putting you know, constructed decks together? Like what are you thinking? So right now, what I'm thinking is... Cracking cold beers for the boys! <laughs> that sounds like a great idea, but I think Opus 6 is going to allow for... To bring back a lot more dual color archetypes that we haven't seen since probably the Opus Four time. Like mm-hmm. I'm really excited to actually see people playing like Water Ice again. I'm excited to see other types other than like Wind Lightning now has some more new tools to work mm-hmm. with. Like I'm thinking that yes, certain mono decks did get stronger again because I don't know why you keep making ice better, but yeah. <laughs> Nice, no, got some good cards in the set. I'm just curious to see how things will evolve because, like, right now, at least I've been building a, like two archetypes right now mm-hmm. like Wind Water Vikings, not Goings. I think Goings are bad, sorry, but I don't even think I think if you play Goings, that shouldn't be the colors that you play. Yeah, I agree, I agree with that 100%. And then I've been on Ice Water as well because I just think, like, right now, I'm a player who likes to like have card hand advantage and then eventually I'm going to get my answer before you do Correct. which is why the Viking archetype has been so interesting to me it's recently really cool. and you're seeing a lot of it on that, one of the big ones you've been seeing on Octagon it's the deck recently. I wanted to build when like 
This is when I first saw the full set. I wanted to do something with like Layla and Opus Four Viking. For yeah, sure. Layla, and then then they spoil a little, little ice legendary called Renault, and it was like, wait a minute. Well, I mean, I can blink my Viking and draw two cards. Whoa. Well, there's other things you can do with well, it as well. Like you can just do that. Well, because you, you get it on the turn it comes in, but if you do it on the same turn, yes. 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 You're netting three off the Viking existing in the yeah. deck, yes. If you want to go the ice route, but then if you you also have a bunch of guys really low to the ground, so yeah. you can turn it into like a water wind zenith, just yeah. making them blockable. That's, that's my so there's a bunch of one drops. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I can't do With this. With Shimaze, yeah. And then, unlike Zenith. Yeah, yeah just just Zenith. 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 no no. Yeah, that's true. Because you got Chocomog. Yeah. Chocomog, and then Spicillion. There's a bunch of ways to make that unblockable mm -hmm. and then even if you do kill my guys unlike chocobos where it's like all right i think i'm just dead now i'm drawing cards for you killing my things so i eventually can stabilize it yeah it's true yeah you can just vomit your hand right back out yeah seems really good what about you adam what are your thoughts in initial early thoughts on opus six look i mean i think and this might not be like what everybody thinks i think the power level of the set overall is kind of low it is compared to opus 5 absolutely lower than the last one however absolutely. i think that it will like shake things up a bit mm -hmm. um but don't forget that archetypes that already existed will still be good sure but i do think things like the viking deck is really cool and i think i think it has a lot of potential mm -hmm. um but I think there's going to be some also like old decks that are just going to get better. Like I think Mono Lightning got better. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think Mono Ice is about the same. Like, yeah. I don't really like. I think they got some nice new cards, but I think if you're going to play like Tempo Discard, I don't really see a lot of things getting added to no. that. Turbo Discard maybe got like one or two new cards. Yeah. But maybe like some new Ice archetype comes out, and that'd be cool to see mm -hmm. um, something different. Um, I think Waters like Mono Water is kind of the same. Like either you're playing big dudes or you're playing monsters probably. Mm -hmm. Uh, Earth, like Mono Earth, I'm not really sure like what they really got. Nothing, honestly. But maybe they didn't need to because they got a lot last set. Yeah, I mean, they got that backup that lets them get two Hecaton shares back. Yeah, yeah they got yeah. a Gito, but I think a Gito shines in a different. Yeah, deck. I think oh, for, for like sure. Earth though, like Earth itself probably didn't get much boost, but I think like Earth Wind got a big boost. I, yeah, yeah, I think Wind is probably the big winner of the mm -hmm. set in my opinion. I think Wind got a lot of cool new stuff that could maybe do like do something with. Mm -hmm. I'm worried that they still need. I think I think lightning was the big more. winner. This I think personally, yeah, right now I I think mono wind's not good enough to be its own deck so, yeah. right now. Yeah, but they definitely they're, they're in the right stronger. direction. Yeah. Lesserford is really interesting. I was yeah. just to say I don't think any one color got like mono color is the big winner. But uh -oh. like I yeah, think there there was a lot of cards like and we talked about this on our reviews that mm -hmm. like obviously push you in two element directions. Yeah, yep. a good thing. Um, there's one that I'm thinking of that drives you in a one color direction. It's 50 purple cards. He swings every turn. He swings twice yeah. every turn. Because I do yeah. think Mono Lightning is the strongest I think that's color the, of the set. I, right I now. Think so too. Right Hands down. Hands down. Unless someone figures something else. I will say, just let you know, Matt has gone and I have gone. Neither one of us have talked about fire. Well, because I don't think anybody is. Because uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It was like, it, the funny thing was, like, the, few, the first few cards they showed off, I was really interested. I thought they were going to try to push this new archetype, and I don't feel like they pushed it. Well, hard well, well they blew their wad, right? They gave us Furion right off the bat. Furion and then, and then Bird Lady. Yeah, and then, then they gave us Guy, and it was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're going to get some Aren't good they cards. To get better? <laughs> and then it was just. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. they, they got some cool cards, um, but they just didn't get enough, I think. Yeah. Like Illusionist is really dope. I think Illusionist is an awesome card. That card is, I, I that was that's if there's any card that I was like, I, I said it could be risky, but I, which it still can be. But you're not if you're you're it's only risky if you're using it wrong. But the yeah. only card that really pushed Mono Fire in this set, like or as he's trying to push it, is Katuna. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. and she cost Fury, six. Furion, I can play outside. Like I can play that wherever I want. Yep. Yeah, he's still probably good. Yep, and uh, chances are he's if I'm running fire, I yep. jam that and, card. And guys going wherever Furion goes, truth be told. Okay. Well, guy just hey, where's Maria? There we go. Nine K Brave. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I mean so what do you think, Drew? Like what um as far as you know what you've seen so far, I know you've kind of been up and down, up and down. Yeah, uh, I mean it's like Adam said, I don't think there's anything that's like game breaking mm -hmm. in the set, maybe except for maybe Astinian. Um, I've been, I'm not a huge mono ice fan, but I've been trying a lot of ice X stuff. Sure. Uh, and I think ice splash seems kind of fun with a lot of the new stuff. I think that's where their new stuff shines, honestly. Yeah. I think Renoa does better in an ice X deck as opposed to an ice by itself deck. Yeah. I think, honestly, um, not to cut you off, but I think, like, the best ice card, uh, the, I think the best card they got was, um, Kurosami. I think he was the best card that, that, that like, mono ice got, because... 
it, that the card's a mirror breaker. If, you know, I, what's what's better than a you know than a ten k sit all stain an eleven k sit all stain? You know what I mean? Like I think that I think that's for the existing archetype. I th- I could see that being put into there, mm-hmm. but continue. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's the big thing for me. Uh, I was testing a lot on Octagon playing Ice Wind mm-hmm. is what I was playing, and that was pretty fun. Like blink, like renewing a, a Bart's after you swing out. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool, and then you ready everything. I mean, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, wind's like my favorite element, and like Curtis said, I, I still don't think it's very viable. Mono. Um, the seven drop backup is pretty cool. I don't remember his name. Lesserford. Um, yeah, well, but like your best case scenario is like Bart's, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, really, it doesn't doesn't really matter. I don't think. I don't know. It could, but right now, no. Uh, there are cards that like in this set that just beat decks from the last. Sure. Uh, and I think that's why you won't see our deck anymore because people will run three, well, well, three ramen. Yeah, so there was a purple card yeah. that cost three yeah. that is just a... And that just destroys two cobalt droids. I mean, you really can't do anything about that. Nope. Uh, and I, th- I, I, I agree with everyone else that's gone uh, that lightning is the best mono element right now and mm-hmm. fire is still the worst. Yep. Curtis, what about you, man? Yeah, so I definitely think Lightning is the strongest monocolor in this set mm-hmm. because, obviously, of Estinian. And correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Estinian chooses when he breaks. He does, right? not choose, he does not choose at all. He doesn't target. Yeah, so, like, he Lightning has an out now as, like, Hamlinot and everything like that because I think with, like, Mono Lightning in the past, like, if that was there, like, you literally just lose unless you have, like, ex- Exodus or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Exodus. Yeah, but now, like, you have more options. You're able to get ra- around more locks and things like that, so. Yep. Mono Lightning, definitely good. Um, every other color is definitely good. Every deck that existed previously is buffed in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then, to be honest, I think a lot of the sleeper decks i guess or like the tier two decks have potential to be really good depending mm-hmm. on how the meta shifts because like if the format turns into like if mono ice for some reason doesn't become good because people keep on playing like earth wind because i do think that deck is really consistent now especially yep. with like the moves and things like that because like mm-hmm. with Lafina, um well not that star civil like when you search with that deck if you already have a chantelle you don't really want anything else like you don't really want another semilafina so you could just search another movable now and just search for any other card you want. Mm-hmm. So I think that deck's very consistent. If that ends up becoming good and beats like Mono Ice out, because like, you know, Ice can't really do anything against like Dataluma and like a Cactar or something like that. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then like standard units becomes really good because mm-hmm. Paladin's really good. Yeah. Um, I did some testing already. Like Earth, Wind can't beat that setup because like they can't do anything, you know? Like, because you got a Ranger, you got a Yishtola, you got Paladin, and they're big really big um so yeah, like all they can do is like shantoto but then you yeah. just slap them right. oh yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, you you yeah. so like i think depending on like what becomes the top deck in the format you're gonna see like a whole bunch of like new decks come up like you never thought were good but then they'll end up becoming tier one so i think it's gonna be like a big you know tug of war between like, yeah, a lot of different I agree with that. like a lot of people are super hype right now about like two drops and stuff mm-hmm. and you got thaumaturge and like ice players still playing thaumaturge all that stuff and I mean that makes room for like Shadow Lord that yep. makes Zell better yep. if you're playing Fire, mm-hmm. um, because like they're gonna kill actual things. Yep. And so I mean it, I I think I think a tug of war is probably like the best way to put it. Like I think depending on what's gonna be good, that could bring other things in and out. Yep. And like even with like Mono Wind, like I agree with um, him. Like Mono Wind is not. You forgot your name just now. No, I didn't. But Mono Wind is not <laughs> good by itself. All right, but like. Mono Wind is good by itself depending sure. on what is good in the format. Because like sure. before, like Opus Four with like Mono Lightning uh, becoming like the top deck, people started playing like uh, what's that one? Check the five. Kind of summon. Like when you have like that format, no one's playing summons. You play Kanasena, and that deck did really really well because you literally can't beat that deck if you don't have summons. Yeah, it's, also, it's really good against Mono Water Monsters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. On it. so like if that kind of thing happens in this format, like you can still play that deck, and then the Gold Wings would be good in that, because like you play two of them on the board like you did in pre-release, and yep. there's no way you can kill out of them in battle. So if you can't, if it's hexproof, then you, you know, they're going to be big, so you're going to be fine. And if that doesn't turn out, then you could probably go to like, you know, aggro deck with like Paul and stuff like that and depending on what else is good that format people are playing slow then that would be really good mm-hmm. so I think mono win can be good only depending on what other people are playing 
So. Yeah. Well, it kind of happened in Ofits 5, too. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Okamoto won the first tournament with Ice Earth. Mm -hmm. And yep. then after that, you started to see a lot more of a shift toward, okay, if they're going to be setting up for the early game, then I believe the rise of Mono Water started to happen around that yep. point. And then, okay, now that Mono Water is becoming a thing, hey, well, I know we're circling right back to Ice, but there's this really good summon, not... What's the actual Doom Train name? Oh, Glacia, uh, Glacia Labolas. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it, it is. Like, it, it is going to be kind of a tug of war. Like, I, th I think Curtis really hit the nail on the head here with that because um, there is a lot of unknown. There are a lot of good cards that that can potentially create new archetypes. Again, like, you know, Layla, Layla is like a huge... She, she She's the reason that archetype can be a thing. And then you see Renault and it's like, hey, wait, wait a minute. These cards are kind of becoming the backbone of a strategy that you know really. I feel like some of these cards are like like they're that one piece that puts it over. You know what I mean? It's like in a fighting game when you give somebody a you change the frame data on one normal, all of a sudden they're a much better fighter. You know what I mean? Um, and then you but then um yeah, and I agree again to Harper on that. I, I think Lightning hands down got as far as monocolors go. I think it got the most love. I'm a big fan. Nobody's submits it yet. The Arisha, the one that lets you. Arisha Yeah, I think she's a great she's card. Been, she's been in a lot of my decks. Yeah, I think she's really, really good because she can just, you know, she can just pitch a summon that you don't yeah. need to get you, you one that you need. If you think about it, she's kind of fair. It's four. Sure, she's four, super four, fair. Four, four CP to she is summon. super, super fair. Because you're pitching a summon and you're tapping her in another lightning backup. Yep. So. And she's super useful, and I think she's just a very useful card in general. Um. But yeah, like, like that, that's kind of our impressions on things. I'm not going to sit here and repeat the same things all yeah. these guys say because I, I think we're not the only ones kind of thinking that as well. Um, I think the thing we're really excited to do now is just really start testing. That's kind of what we're doing today. We're all just sitting here around the table. we got like deck boxes and cards and piles around us, uh, beer cans and pizza mm -hmm. boxes. So we're like, we're, we're, really, we're really digging in today. Um, now as far as, um, you know, fun brews, the, the deck I really want to make and I think it's not, I don't want to say it's not viable, it's just super fragile. I would really love to see like an all-in like Saban Shock Trooper deck. Because I feel like that deck would just be, when it, when it hits, you just, like, you're just fucked. Right? Like, three of those out, they can all swing and just windmill slam Parveer on the table. You're like, your board's gone, son. You better, ha you better have removal for it or you're just, you're just out. You're out of here. Um, but th that deck, it... it I, I don't think that's something I would take to a weekly. That's never something I, I would take to like a, a tournament or anything like that. Um, I'm also I also really want to play Cipher and the Goon Squad, man. Um, I, I like those cards. Do I think Cipher's like super awesome? Uh, the card, do I think it's really really good? No, do I think it's good? Yes. Um, I, I think he's fine. I really want to play something around that, which I, I have that build. We're gonna play around with it today. Uh, but Matt, what do you think? Fun brews. What are you what are you what are you talking? Right. Talk to me. The, the fun brew. I've always loved this card since Opus One, and I want to make it work so badly, mm -hmm. but it's just always been too slow. Is Ultimisia. Like, I love the concept of like being able to keep things dull. Mm -hmm. And then, like, I know Adam talked about earlier, Adia being able to bring in Adia. I want to use Adia to bring, bring in Ultimisia. So, so yeah. I want to try to make some type of water lighting or even a three-color deck work around that engine. So that'll I mean, probably... with like someone of the Witch, it'd be good. You play it and just like freeze through things. Yep. So. Yeah. And you can run the other cipher from Opus Six to search up <laughs> said Witch. Yep. There it is. The, the tools are there. Adam, what do you think, man? Fun brew. I think the Viking one was my one. I think like that's the one I'm more. Or either that or some type of fire build. Like I'm trying to build, even though I don't think it's like great. Uh, like the big fire stuff, where like I have, like I have a build today. We've been messing with it. It's been okay. Mm -hmm. uh, you got you know Saban's really good. Saban's uh, always Birdman's good. Birdman's really good. I want to play Bird Lady. She seems fun. Right now it's like more to like the Bahamut builds. So it has like Caius mm -hmm. and Fang. And I'm even running Shitty Bahamut just because I can get it out of my deck and discard it with Caius. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been okay though. It's been pretty fun. Yeah. How about you, Drew? What you? Uh, I've been playing the brew I've been playing on Octagon for fun is the the Rebels deck. Sure. Uh, which I, I mean, I haven't played a little bit. I think it's really fun. I think Leon's really bad. I thought he would be good, but yeah, see. Yeah. like, you think he's good, but you just I don't know. It's people too much for like a one drop yeah and then people play paul people play maria so like if those cards are popular then the card's just bad 
But the other ones are like super fun. I wasn't playing Ford Maria. I haven't played her much, but like the other ones, Furion Guy, like those two are. Yeah, I think amazing. Furion Guy and Maria are probably like the big three. They're the backbone of that archetype, right? Like they're the ones that are going to really make the deck work. Um, but again, I just feel like it's super fragile. And I, I'm, I'm a little bummed, and I think this is a huge oversight in Opus Six. They didn't get a searcher. Yeah. yeah. Nope. I think I think that's I think that's. I, I'm trying I think, to figure out why they, they did get a searcher. It's a five cost water backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, four in the seventh. Yes. Well, everybody got a searcher. I'm trying to figure well, out. They do have a searcher. It's just not searching for the card you want. They got Sid too. So yeah, yeah. Was, that card is insane. Yeah. I actually like that card a lot. I, I think, think it's the best. I think that's yeah. like one of the best heroes in the set. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he taps for two mana. Yeah, and he six also times. And he fuel, but he also fuels Furion. You just get a bullshit evoker and then you break into Furion. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that's too. the big thing. He just fuel, he just shovels coal into the <laughs> into the train there. He also kind of does what like Cam did at the end of, and he just fixes everything. Yeah. So like, yeah, because if you're playing, yeah. you know, fire or wind, earth, whatever, I'll just get this earth evoker and or like in that case, like if you're playing, if you want to play something with three colors, throw them in there. You play a few evokers or summoners, and yeah, you can just search them right out. Yep, mm-hmm. feels good. Yeah, you're gonna say something, Adam? I don't remember what I was gonna say. No, it happens. <laughs> old age, old age. Yeah. Yeah, it'll happen. But uh, but you know, like I, I think there's a lot to explore. There's a lot to unpack. And I really, really hope that you know. I felt like even with five, there was still stuff that could have been unpacked that we never really got to because six was just on the horizon so quickly. Um, and I think I think Opus Seven is also kind of, gonna be kind of the same again. way. But um, yeah, I kind of hope they slow down a little bit. Yeah, I want to I want to kind of bask in this Opus Six meta for a while because I think there's a lot of really neat stuff to do here. Um, I don't I I, I agree with Curtis that like new decks could just emerge out of the blue if certain older archetypes become better as old ones kind of shift out as well. But that's you know kind of the segue into our final segment here. We're gonna play a little game of Swami says. We're gonna make some bold predictions, like real bold predictions. Um. Yeah, you know, they can be popular opinion. They can be unpopular opinion. Doesn't really matter because I know, um, like, if you go back and listen to our one of our podcasts where we go through the Opus Five spoilers, we're pretty spot on on most of them. Most of them. Granted, cards like Thaumaturge were, and we didn't even get up Edward. to bat on that. Edward, we, Edward. Didn't, we didn't even get up to bat. We just on didn't that care one. about ice cards. So. <laughs> I, was, I was still shitting on Edward when the set came out, and I mean, yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll be the first to know that I'm wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Yeah, I don't know. You and I got into a little tizzy, a little not a tizzy, but like a, a quasi like one because we we get into in our group chats, we get into like heated arguments. They're not arguments. Like we debate like the viability of certain cards. And I, I was like, thing, right, honestly. it is, it is. It, it helps see all sides. And I, but I was like, mark my words, Harley, you're going to start seeing Harley in mono ice decks. I was and, wrong. And he was like, nah, man, you're wrong. And well, I was like, I, I was like, why would I want to play another backup to make this backup cheaper? And this backup's already three, and the only thing you should discard a card. I could play these things that have bodies that cost two. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong as shit. But we have those conversations. Like, we, you know, we talk about, like, I, I've, I've eaten crow on so many cards before. Because, because like, you, you try to look for the silver lining, right? But uh, and you know so my you know, that I, I told you all that to tell you this my bold prediction for this one is I don't think Renoa is going to be as impactful as people think she's going to be. I like the card. I like the card a lot, and I, I I want to be wrong on this one, but I feel like yes, you can do worse than playing a blank four mana seven k because if she try to blank something, they could just you know remove it in response or do something to it. Um, I think she has a lot of really neat and st- neat and cheeky stuff she can do, but I, I don't think I, I feel like there's going to be times where you have the opportunity to play her, but it's just not the right play, and it's never going to feel like the right play. That's why I say that. So could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong because I love that card a lot. Matt Jordan uh, pains me to talk <laughs> bad about a lightning card, but. Both common cipher and the rare cipher are better than the legendary cipher. Hold, hold on, don't buy that card until it's like a dollar. Because basically, <laughs> basically, when you want to play that card, like with Fujin Rajin, it's Wind Lightning. What do you do with Wind Lightning most of the time? You're you're dealing damage and then you're killing things. Cipher just reduces power. He doesn't actually really fit with what that deck wants to do. And then also, it's just. He has no built-in protection. Like the other three drops, if you're playing like lightning, either are like a lure or a Hildebrand. They have some sort of staying power, or they make an immediate impact, like damage. Yeah. Onion Knight, Regedia, like, or even people who still play Black Waltz. That um, and like with the, I keep on saying his name wrong, Hildebrand, right? Yeah, yeah. like it's just a two-card combo. 
Like yep. Cypher is three. So yep. like it's one extra card in the mix. And another element. Yeah, and another exactly. Element. Another element, which like all three together are good, but like until you get it, like it's kind of subpar with at least uh, Hillbrand. You, if you just get him, if he dies, you can at least get him back. But, like, and he's, you know. he's still just a three, right? Yeah. So you just yeah. like play Seymour and kill him. Yeah. But I will say this in the defense of the goons. If you, when you have all three out, Rajan does something pretty relevant too, yeah. which is nice. But again, you're dead. But the, the flip side there is you're cards. dedicating more card Great space fan. there. So I think that's why you know the harp, not not to interrupt the flow, but that's why I'm playing it as a like that's a fun deck. I want to try because I like Cy- Cypher's my favorite character in eight, and I want to play a deck around it. But I agree with you 100 percent. By the way, so I, I, I said I was going to do another one, but I thought of another one while we were talking, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to actually talk good about lightning card that people are talking bad about. Mm-hmm. I think. Kane is a good standard card. Yeah, I can see that too. Holy guacamole! That and I'll, I'll tell you why. So right. uh, that's what we. Need I think Colinot's still going to see play, right? Mm-hmm. Which steals Kane's for free, right? Sure. But I think if you see Earth cards across the board from you or whatever, you just pitch Kane for mana. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of matchups that don't play Kane, that don't play Emperor, and you slam that guy down. And even if they steal him with something else, you can still kill it and get it back. Colinot's yep. the only really big problem. Because mm-hmm. like. If they play, say I drop like Kane early, and then you play Emperor to steal Kane like really early, mm-hmm. I, I'll send your Emperor. You feel terrible, right? Like, yep. That feels awful. Oh, it could be a bait. Yeah. I, I like that. That's, that's a, that's a you know, you, you've now got three bodies on the field. Yep. Also, I think he benefits from the fact that Astinian's a great card. Yes. So now that Astinian's indexed, everybody's running King of Burmesia and their Mono Lightning deck. Yep. Now I have a 3 CP 9K that's too durable. And at work, like if I already have a standing in my hand, I go get that guy. Yep. And then again, if I'm sitting across from Earth, now he's lightning CP, and yep. I've developed a backup. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's a good card in standard. Yep. I agree with that. I don't deny that one bit. How many copies would you play? One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a great one of front of because oh, yeah, King, no, King of Bermesia is essentially a second one. He's a one of in my current mono lightning deck. Yeah. yeah. He's actually been really good. I mean, yeah, he's great. But that play seems very interesting. Bait him into playing that dark forward to try to steal. Get like, the, like get said, the Chris Who sound bite. Bait him like a the fish. Problem, the problem is, and this is why he's not like a two or three of, is like, Colinon's still a very real card, and that card blows him up really bad. No, so, no. But not really, right? Because if they steal it, you have to and you have the you have, on your night. But you have one turn to blow Colinon. That's true. Yeah. Or you have to exodus him. That's, but then you're losing something there too. So yeah, they could just call three. Yeah, they're they're probably most of the time, yep. if yeah. you're calling three on lightning, you're killing their board. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, what about you, Drew? Uh, I think Opus 7 will be the last Opus in this format. So, I think they're going to rotate out the first two Ooh. after Opus 7 drops. Opus 7 or Opus 8? Oh, 8, yeah. So, 7 will be the last one. So, after Nats, we're losing Opus 1, Opus 2. That's my thought. Because. Either either that or they just made the set strictly for sealed. Those those are my thought because you put the invokers back in from the last set. You got your anthems on forwards, mm-hmm. so you don't need to play Duke Lord and all. You got you got one on this one too. Yeah, and you got a few on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the next set, they could just give it to the ones that don't have it, which I think is like lightning. Lightning is the only one, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So they give that them one, and then everyone has it on a forward instead of on a backup. You have similar tools. Shantoto rot- rotates out. That could be interesting. Alcid. Yep. Alcid rotates out. They got the backup Alcid in this set. So I mean, which I still say was a just a, an ass beer in sealed in this so, set. So either a they made the set strictly for sealed because you can qualify for sealed through sealed at Gen Con, mm-hmm. or the next set is the last set and they're rotating something out. At least the first set. Yeah. Bold and spicy like the Doritos. Go ahead. So for me, I think Zidane is not going to be as good as people think he is. Because mm-hmm. um, that and the turbo discard is just not going to be a thing. Because honestly, I think that deck is very one-dimensional. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you play something that's like over 7 or 8k, like it's very hard for them to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, also with Zidane, like, on paper he's really good, but like once you're like mid game or anything like that, after they already have a four, like if you, you you never really want to trade with him. And even if you do, it's easy to play around. You just don't play any forwards and you know, they can mm-hmm. look at your hand, which is good, but they're gonna lose that if it's a bad trade. So like they're never really gonna get any advantage out of this. I just don't think Zidane like Zidane's a great card, but I don't think it's gonna be a, like as amazing as everyone's like saying right. it's gonna be. I can see that. So we got a lot of that's a lot of bold stuff there, bold, spicy, and all the above, and everywhere in between. But um, but yeah, I think we're uh, that's probably where we're going to wrap up. Um, you know, we're going to get back to grinding and testing and getting ready for our qualifiers that are coming up next week. Now, granted, I have to miss the first one. 
Uh, I have I have domestic duties to tend to that day, but um, I get to pull double duty the following weekend because there's one on Saturday and Sunday. Yep. I believe we're going to Northern Virginia on Saturday and then down to the beach. Um, and then we have some kind of sprinkling in through the surrounding states like Pennsylvania. Uh, Does uh, it leave to yeah. after Gen Con? Sure. So we've got the, the, we got. I don't feel too terrible about missing this first one. Um, I don't have to think we have to worry about it. But I, I do think um, a not so bold prediction at all. I think all of the local qualifiers around here are going to be stacked. Yeah, I think, yeah, I there's think we a lot have of, some of the harder ones to win. I, I agree. Really do. And then um, you know, back in your hobby place, we've been telling everyone to go. So like we've been doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, think, it's stupid not to. I'm pretty sure there's going to be at least 30, 40 people. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'll be okay with that too. I definitely want to make the qualifiers, you know, meaningful. Not taking away anybody who had who had the the awesome chance to go to one that had like <laughs> seven or eight people at it. You could just kind of waltz right in and like, waltz right back two out. Rounds of Swiss, make a top <laughs> yeah. two cut. Waltz, roll, waltz in, so I'll take this trophy and qualifier, turn right back around. And you've killed two hours of time. <laughs> that's like thirty minutes per round. That's an hour of hard grinding, like. <laughs> That's a lot of work, guys. Yeah, but you know, a win's a win. I believe Vin Diesel said it best, whether it's an inch or a mile. Oh, my God. Yeah. Too soon, Junior. Yes, and uh, we'll go ahead and end on that. So, guys, thank you for listening as always. You know, like, follow, subscribe on all of our social media, the YouTubes, the Twitters, you know, the Facey Space, everything, all the above. Uh, So, you know, this is Chris Adams signing off. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye.